Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to another episode of the Agilisocrats. I'm here with Richard Chang. Richard, say hello. Hello. And Kim Brainerd, thank you for joining us. Thank you, David. Thank you, Richard, for having me. So uh, we're going to talk today about a special topic about using agile practices outside of technology, which is something that is growing quite a bit. But um, I think it's still important that we try to get the word out. And Kim's got a great story about how she's using it. But um, before we get into that, Kim, can you talk a little bit about your background and the work that you do? Absolutely. Thanks so much, David. Um, well, interesting enough, my, my background started very much outside of Agile, but really I've always found out, well, I found out I had an Agile mindset. And it started out, actually, I, I graduated from college and became a government contractor, but I was laid off shortly after. And then someone said, hey, why don't you look into investigation? So I, I got into investigation work and I, I found out that I had to um, adjust quickly and, and change my mindset and adapt to the environment that I was in. And, and after investigations, I went back into the government sector and became a project manager, uh, the, the nice naughty word. But it was interesting because this was probably prior to 9-11. We actually were doing uh, what you call is a stand-up, but we did a sit-down. And we, we did this practice in the morning and we talked about our day and what we were getting into and any problems that we were having. And we found this to be valuable. We did improve throughout uh, the, the projects that we worked on. And lo and behold, later on, I found out that that was a, a sit-down slash stand-up. <laughs> and so it, it, was, it was a great practice, and we, we really uh, had a good time with it. And we worked on our lessons learned, and then I began to get into some coaching. And I was coaching some project managers in communication, and I called it the communication tool bag. And it was we, we, I formed some classes within the government and began to train individuals on how to be effective leaders. And it was a really interesting class because the transparency that was exposed during the classes was very exciting. Lots of things came out and communication began. And we would actually have follow-ups and the, the leadership came and they said, you know, this is exciting. It's, it's amazing what can happen once you begin to talk to your, your peers. And we've continued to work through those. And I found that I really enjoyed teaching and, and coaching and I, I love communication. So I guess then I began, I was offered a, a role as what they called a scrum master one day. And I'm like, what the heck is a scrum master? What, where do they come up with these things? I'm like, so I said, all right, you know, sign me up. And then I guess the rest is history, and and now I'm here talking to you, gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So before we go, before we ask Richard about his checkered past, what when you say investigations, I'm picturing like CSI or, or something like that. What kind of investigations? I did background investigations. Oh so wow! Okay. I did I did background investigations for OPM. An OPM is sorry. Office of Personnel Management. Okay, it really is. It, it's an interesting uh, job to hold. It was. It was. It, it taught me a lot about people. Actually, I would say that um, between working in a prison when I was in college, believe it or not, I was a uh, correctional officer, and between investigations, I learned early on how important effective communication 
was in my life and how to treat others. And that both of those jobs were essential to where I'm at today. That's, that's, it would be, I mean, it's not the topic for today, but in the future, it'd be really cool to talk about communication and the correction work that you did and how that bleeds over into interacting with people like Richard, who, uh, Richard, do you want to tell us about the time that you did upstate or anything like that? Yeah. So Kim, I had no idea you were a correctional <laughs> officer. That is fascinating. We got to talk about that at the next happy hour. Um, oh yeah. And by the way, Kim, never investigate my background. Especially his browser history. No, no. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> Don't you know what that means? So Richard, tell the people who you are. Oh, Richard Chang. I uh, am a trainer coach with Excel Consulting here in the D.C. area. So Kim and I are both local to D.C. And we were just both recently at the Scrum Gathering in uh, Munich, which was awesome. And as a quick segue, Kim is also the um, conference chair, co-conference chair for the Scrum Gathering in San Diego. Kim, you want to say a quick shout out about that? Absolutely. My uh, partner in crime, Victor Bonacci, who's out uh, outside of San Diego. Victor and I are hosting at San Diego, Southern uh, in Southern California, April 10th through the 12th of 2017. It'll be Scrum Alliance's largest global gathering. And we'll be talking about that in the future, hopefully. But today we're going to focus on how you use Scrum and Agile practices to help other people. Absolutely. All right. So how are you using what – what is the work that you're doing that is outside of your regular job that's allowing you to bring Agile practices into play? I started a nonprofit called Santa Pays It Forward uh, back in 2009. And at first it was just myself and maybe a few friends and a few family members and the work that we did was basically adopting a, an elderly person that was in need uh, that was brought to our attention. And then I guess it was just a, within a few years, it, it began to grow, but not by much, where we would take on a small assisted living home. And a, I guess three years ago, uh, over Facebook, actually, I had posted that I was looking for support. And I don't know if you've ever seen something blow up over Facebook overnight, but I literally went to bed and the next morning I had hundreds of messages as if everyone was writing Santa. And I found that when I had to go to my, my real job during the day, um, I was actually working as a scrum master at the time that I didn't have time to play Santa and be a scrum master at the same time. And that my servant leadership was not actually panning out best for the teams that I was working with at the time. So I needed to find a way to um, implement something with Santa pays it forward to make it successful. And I began to think, well, if I'm doing this in my real job, why can't I do this, you know, at the North Pole with Santa Claus? And so I said, hey, I'm going to implement Agile with Santa Pays It Forward. So what So what are you using? What techniques or what tools are you using? I, well, we actually have Trello that we use. And what I'm doing is we ha I'll use an example as one of our homes. So one of the assisted living homes, I have approximately 100 seniors. These seniors are individuals who are, I hate to say this, they're supported by the state, meaning they have very little income to, that they live on. Okay. And the product owner is the, we'll say the facility, their um, 
I'm sorry, the assistant living manager. This is a gentleman that is there day in and day out. His job is to take care of these seniors, um, have activities for the seniors. So he's the one that really knows their needs. And our seniors are the end users. So the seniors are the ones that are happy at the end. When we deliver, they're the ones that need to be happy. And that is, you know, our success. And then I also have scrum masters and I also have teams and your, let's say developers, I call our elves and our scrum masters. We actually, we, they actually have their own name. So one team, his name is Rudolph and he is our scrum master. And Rudolph is the servant leader to the elves, whatever they need, um, if they need uh, phone calls made um, so that they can pull together the products, sort their cards. He's that individual that they go to. That's very cool. Yeah, it really is. And and actually, so for that home alone, we have cards for seniors where we have a scrum master. And then I have, we have two team members who are elves and their product owner is Ryan, who is the, I, I guess you could say he's the manager of the assisted living home. And then we have, uh, we have parties that we are hosting for the seniors. We provide food, we provide entertainment, and the elves are to ensure that they have food for the party. They have um, a choir for the party. They have people to adopt the seniors. So they have a they have a actual product backlog that they're working towards, and their product backlog would be about the holiday party. And then we have another product backlog that they work from and pull from, and that's for adopting the seniors. In fact, today, this morning, we just uh, fulfilled that home, and they are now actually working in their sprint and have adopted out all the seniors. So now they're working to gather the gifts. They'll be wrapping the gifts, ensuring that the cards are sorted so that they can have the party on December 3rd. This is really cool. So Kim, with uh, with what you're doing with them, or is it more of a kind of an iterative Scrum-based approach, uh, or are you taking yes. a, a Kanban flow type approach? Well, for but there's both. There's actually a diff- few different efforts. So I have cards for the seniors elsewhere, um, and that is more of the Kanban approach. But the team is actually working in. They have uh, multiple sprints that they're working on, and the product backlog is built throughout the year. So we begin building it uh, in June. And and then the, we begin to have uh, a few planning meetings, and then the we the product owners get together, and we ensure that uh, an example would be the home that we're working on now is called Montevue, and Montevue is deemed as um, the number one priority home. It it has the most need, and that's what the team is working on right now. And there there's. It should, everything should be done by, I guess the sprint ends on the third and we're working off of one week sprints. So where do the team members come from? Like the scrum master and the elves, are they volunteers or they work for the the, the, the particular um, facility that you're trying to service or where do you find them? So everything, everything is all voluntary based. Um, I have every, I have a few Santa clauses. I have again, my scrum masters and I've met everyone over the years. And those who have are the product owners and scrum masters, 
I've worked with for the longest uh, period of time. That I would guess you could say that they're my core team. Um, and it's interesting because at first I, I didn't necessarily use, you know, the word scrum and product owner. And I didn't want to scare them away, especially being volunteers. Are, the elves are very hard to come by. So to scare them away is, is not something <laughs> I wanted to do. Um, but it was it's, just, it's so much fun. And once they began to see this new way of working and how it, it, it was fun to talk about the things that are going on and where they could help one another and how they could remove uh, – have this one individual that's just there to serve them, remove certain impediments. You wouldn't believe that there's impediments when you're trying to just help some wonderful seniors that are, are in an assisted living home. It's amazing that the, these things do happen, and you really need that individual that helps the team. This is it's it's a great way to 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 leverage the work experience that you've had and use it for social change. It's it's quite awesome. Um, one of the things that I usually suggest to folks in the class, and I'm sure that you guys do the same, is that if you don't have a project to work on, you find something to work on. Um, but you mentioned that you were already doing Scrum before you started this effort, correct? Yes. So when you got started with this, um, you you already had experience working with Scrum, but I'm assuming that there was some kind of personal thing that happened, something that gave you this mission. How did you come about working with, with seniors and trying to help them have a better Christmas? I, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania and I've been a family person, I'd say my whole life. And one of the individuals who is near and dear to my heart is my grandmother. She'll be 96 in January. And I actually just had her here all weekend, but I grew up in a single family home I had a mother who was a school teacher. She taught special ed and she worked um, two to four jobs sometimes just to ensure that I had a wonderful life. And my grandmother was always there to help us. And one day I, my mom came to me and, and I was in high school and she said, you know, nanny's going to come live with us. And I was a little selfish at first because who wants, you know, I'm a teenager. I don't want my grandmother living with me. <laughs> you want old people And around. I'm trying to have a party. Come on now, let's have our priorities. And my mom looked at me and she kind of sat me down and she said, you know, nanny doesn't have a lot of money. She spent her life taking care of others. And now it's our time to take care of her. And it, I don't know if it was her eyes or the way she said it, but it really hit home. And I knew from that day forward that I didn't realize that she ever needed money because I didn't feel that we ever did need money. Yeah. Um, but it was eye opening that my grandmother needed us. And I, we were so grateful to be able to have that. But it's so eye-opening that so many do not. So many seniors sit alone, and there's so many people out there who do not visit their their loved ones that are in nursing homes or in the elderly that are living alone. That's really it's wonderful that you do this. Yeah, that's fantastic. It I think uh, I mean that's that's amazing that you can do this, and it makes me think in terms of you applying this agile concepts to your great charity uh, work. Um, what are some of the biggest benefits, the, the biggest wins you've seen using these Agile concepts to uh, to help manage what you guys do? 
Well, the, the, the need keeps growing. In fact, today, Meals on Wheels uh, from Maryland has contacted me because they've also heard about our success. And they're in need because spending, uh, spending in the government has been cut down and our elderly care, unfortunately, is one of those budget cuts. And now this Christmas, we have seniors who will not be able to have uh, food on the table, um, those especially that are homebound. So I was just, I, I called it awarded. I truthfully think it's an award. I was just given a huge project um, from Meals on Wheels. And so now I have a few other teams that I have to put together, actually, hopefully by Thanksgiving, because we need to get started as soon as possible. So I need scrum masters and I need some more elves. And I'm looking for a product owner to assist me um, in this next project that we're working on. And our deadline is actually on the 22nd of December. So it's exciting. To me, it's an award. That's success, to have more need. You've got to ramp up pretty quick for this stuff, though. I mean, you don't You don't have – I'm assuming it's a seasonal thing. Like, you probably go looking for people in, in the fall and get everything up and running pretty quick in the fourth quarter, right? Actually, everything starts the day after Christmas. Oh. Um, in fa- yeah, it literally starts the day after Christmas. This is a year – long um, engagement and you you really said it right it's this is fast and that's really what brought why why wouldn't we use scrum let's get this done we need we have no time but to work in one and two week sprints and that's why this approach is the best for this nonprofit we have to turn things around fast we have to deliver and the teams have adopted this type of of framework and they love it. They they've embraced it. I've ha- I'd have to say, I mean, the storming does occur a little bit, but it's not. It hasn't been um, as much as I thought it would be. The the volunteers have had their moments when they get to the storming, but believe now that we're you know we have the flow down that we're norming, and I, I have to tell you, the performing is amazing. You know, you bring up a good point with the storming. So as you're doing this, uh, putting the Scrum process, the Scrum framework into place, what are some of the biggest challenges you've had in trying to uh, put in Scrum with your organization? <laughs> Interesting enough, the same issues that we have in IT with our teams, you you have them everywhere else. It actually, I, last year, for an example, it, it was at one, it was one of our smaller teams. One of the individuals had an idea, and they were not open-minded into sharing into other ideas and working on the ideas as a team. And they kind of wanted to go off on their own. And it was, you had some conflict within the team. And I actually was playing the scrum master um, for this team. And it was challenging to have I wanted them to try to self-organize have you know I, I was asking them questions and getting them together and there were some uncomfortable times but because it wasn't someone dictating it was someone asking questions they actually were able to work things out and come to common ground instead of fighting over taking care of seniors they were able to compromise and improve their ideas together so do you find that because this is sort of a social mission and it's volunteer based that the folks who come to it 
Did they did they come to it with a different spirit and a different mindset than say the people in your regular day job come to their work with? I'd say no. Okay. Believe it or not, I'd had to, I'd have to say no. And I hope anyone that does volunteer with me would understand what I, from observation what I've seen. I think we're all who we are and I think that whether you're in your day job or you're at home, I think you are always going to be true to yourself. And it's how you work with individuals. And sometimes when individuals are begin to work in a way that's a little different for them, because not all these individuals have ever heard of Scrum before, only a few have actually. And sometimes when you're working within a team and you're not behind a desk and you're not in a cube, it can be un- uncomfortable and that's okay. But the fact that they've learned to come out of their shell and be a part of the team and work with a team is, is amazing to watch. And it's amazing to watch them grow. In fact, some of them who I've had, let's say for, I think it's three years, they've embraced it and I've seen them grow individually and personally. So they even said that they they're, they're into doing it at work. They've actually have their little standups at work. There's one woman who works for a bank and she says that they have a daily standup now and they have a Kanban board. It's so it, it is spreading. And I, I, not that I go to their day job and I know if they're doing it um, the right way, I guess you could say, but they're doing it. They're embracing the idea. They're beginning to form that agile mindset. That's cool. I guess there can't really be a wrong way if you're helping people have a better holiday that wouldn't otherwise get. I mean, oh, no, no. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's got absolutely, such a Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think that – I'm assuming that that's a pretty rewarding thing. I've only had, I think, one or two projects that I worked on where I felt like it had a social impact that was beyond just you know deliverable software or something like that. And it it really does make a difference, I think, in terms of feeling like you're accomplishing something with your work and your life. When someone says to you, thank you, you have made my year, and then hugs you with tears in their eyes, that is more than an MVP. That is life-changing. That's awesome. So if people want to, you've got a site on Facebook, correct? If people want to find out more about it? Yes, actually, we've, uh, we would like to get a website up. Unfortunately, we are so busy throughout the year. We have had not had time to put a actual website together. So we are on Facebook, Santa pays it forward, Frederick, but we're also actually working throughout the state of Maryland. We also have uh, work in Virginia as well. And I potentially may take on DC as well this year. Oh, that's great. So you, so if people want to volunteer and get involved or help you with the website, they can get in touch with you on Facebook or they can follow you on Twitter at AgileBrain1, right? Absolutely. And then I have AgileBrain.net. Okay. Or if they would like to write to Santa, it is called SantaPaysItForward at gmail.com. And I receive probably a hundred emails from individuals every single day. And I write back to them as I am Santa. It's quite an interesting experience. I think Richard should volunteer to be Santa. (laughs) That's awesome. Just don't tell the kids that uh, (laughs) Kim is really Santa. No, you, Richard, you should be Santa. Oh, I'd be the worst Santa ever. You might be really good at it in the suit. Mm -hmm. Actually, 
I have an extra elf costume. I there did you I go. forget to tell you that I I dress up <laughs> as Mrs. Claus when I go to these events and my team also dresses up as elves. I and we an would love Richard. Richard to join us. I'll do that. That sounds awesome. I would totally do that. You do have to wear tights. Uh that's just every night. I'm going to need pictures of that. So so you're looking to grow this as well to extend it beyond the region that you're in right now? Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, the message has already spread outside of the Maryland, D.C. and Virginia area. I have Boy Scout and Girl Scout troops as well as some churches as far as Missouri that are supporting us in Cards for Seniors. So this isn't just an effort that you have to be local for. The seniors love cards. And our goal this year is that every one of our seniors, and I think I'm going to be up to over 600 this year, we need, we're trying to get each senior 20 cards apiece. And these are just normal Christmas cards or cards that people make. So this is an effort that can be all over. It's so simple to provide a Christmas card to one of these seniors. So they write the card and you give them the address and they send it or do they send them to you? Like, how does it work? They would send those to me. Okay. That's cool. How many people do you do you estimate that you're um, kind of taking care of each Christmas? So last year it was, I think, 528 was our number, our total number. And I actually was hoping to have received the list for Meals on Wheels uh, this evening. And I didn't get it, but I suspect we're about 640 to 650 this year. Wow. That's great. That's a really awesome thing. If we want to get involved, we go to Facebook, look for Santa Pays a Ford, and I think people can uh, volunteer as well as donate. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. In fact, we really aren't looking for large donations. Uh, I think a dollar a person is really all we've we've asked for. We are trying to raise $5,000, and when you have over 600 seniors that doesn't go very far. So what we spend the money on is to provide food, toiletries, and those kind of goods throughout the year. It's also fun to take them out to dinner. It's it's amazing that these individuals spend so much time alone. So the donations that are raised are for these individuals so that they can have a life outside of their, their four walls. It's, it's getting out and getting them socialized and, and bringing them into society and thanking them for their time. This is really awesome. Yeah, Kim, thank, thank you. you for this great work. This sounds fantastic. It's it's really not my myself that you should thank. It's honestly everyone that has volunteered for Santa Pays It Forward. It it really would not be successful without them. It wouldn't be successful with if they hadn't adopted agile and that and their mindset and, and the way we work because the way we work is really a big part of our success. I, I truly am not just saying that. It has brought so much to light. We've we've improved in so many ways because of the team embracing this and, and working with, with everyone to make this successful. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks to all those great folks that are making uh, working together to make this all work. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. And so for the folks who are who are listening, please check out the sites. Um, and good luck with getting everything sorted out. You've only got like a week left, right? Because you said you've got a party on the second or third. So yes, we have a party on. I have a party every, every single. I have a program to put together for SG Cal, but I I have a a, 
a holiday party that we do every single day of the weekend. So every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from now to, until Christmas, we have a holiday event for our seniors. My gosh, that's busy. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. It's a lot of time, but that it's, that's worth it. It is. It, it's, it's honestly, I don't regret any of it. My, the time spent is probably some of the best memories I'll ever have. All right. Well, Kim, thank you very much. That's uh, awesome. Um, once again, if you want to get involved, go to Facebook, Santa Pays It Forward. Kim, I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast tonight. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, David. And again, if you wanted to email Santa and, and volunteer or are interested in donating to Santa Pays It Forward, please email Santa at santapaysitforward at gmail.com. And we'll make sure to include a link for that, too. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Thanks, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Um, we have a, a series of upcoming podcasts kind of we're planning out. Maybe we'll talk about less. Maybe we'll talk about Enterprise Scrum. We'll definitely talk about the Scrum Gathering in San Diego that's going to occur in 2017. So uh, subscribe and stay tuned. And we'll have pictures of Richard in tights soon. Elf, you can write t- Facebook. Elf, elf tights. Sorry. Elf. I should be more specific. Elf tights. <laughs> That's already on the internet. Thank you. All right. Thanks, you guys. It was good talking to you. Thanks. Thank you. Great talking to you guys. Thank you for having me.